Hello, 2022, and welcome to the first full episode of the Mississippi Baptist Around the Table podcast. We're excited to talk about ministry in our state. Let's go. You like that? I do. We'll keep going. (laughs) Men's Ministry Director John Martin is here with you, and I am the Communications Director Tanner Kay. Today, we are set to have an incredible conversation with our Executive Director Treasurer, Dr. Sean Parker. But first, let's introduce a new segment. Take a peek at what's around the corner. That's right. I like to call it round the corner. Round the corner. (laughs) Exactly. There are two events uh, that Mississippi Baptists have coming up that I think uh, are worthy of our time and uh, communicating to those that are listening today. One is, is on the coast on January the 28th and 29th, International Mission Board and our missions mobilization uh, with Mike Ray and the Jackson County Baptist Association are all coming together uh, to spend a weekend discussing the importance of answering the call to go on missions. Uh, this is kind of part of the calling out the call thing, I think, from for our convention. And so the event is called Let's Go, and uh, it's going to be hosted at First Baptist Church Pascagoula. Uh, Paul Chitwood, IMB president, will be preaching that there on that Friday night, and I'm sure for more information, guys can call uh, can call Mike Ray, and he can fill them in on that. Also, also in the month of January, uh, just uh, right after that, January the thirtieth and thirty first, State Evangelism Conference is going to be held at Northcrest in Meridian. Of course, State Evangelism Conference is designed to uh, to be an opportunity for for ministers and laymen and the church family to uh, come and worship and hear some great preaching this year. Uh, Dan Lanier is has uh, opened up his doors for the event. The other speakers are going to be Fred Luter, uh, Mac Brunson, David Burton, Tom Richter, Jeff Laborg, and uh, Christian Action Commission's uh, Kenny Digby. That's right. So also with that, uh, you can contact uh, Don Lum in the Evangelism Department, or for both of these events, there's details at nbcb.org slash events. Very it, good. It, I always wonder, is that backslash events or is it just slash events? I just go with the slash. Okay. Slash events. Thank you, sir. There you go. You're welcome. So we're excited to start this podcast off with um, our very own Dr. Parker. And uh, the goal of this podcast, just to remind you, if you didn't listen to the pilot episode, we are going to elevate discussion about ministry in our state. We, we all love Mississippi. We love ministry, of course. We love Jesus. And we want to elevate that conversation and bring it to the table. <laughs> so thank you so much, Dr. Parker, for sitting in with us today. And um, I know it's an interesting time. We still sit here at the beginning of 2022. We thought we would be completely removed from the, the worldly things of vaccinations and COVID, but uh, unfortunately, we're still, we're still dealing with that. We can talk about that more in a second, but I want to lead you with just a 30,000-foot level question. If you can help us understand, what, what's the mission and vision of Mississippi Baptist? Yeah, well, thanks a lot, Tanner. Uh, first of all, let me say that uh, I can tell that you two are going to have a lot of fun doing this. <laughs> <Okay>. And uh, <laughs> I want to say that I appreciate uh, your vision to spearhead this because I think this is going to be uh, a vital means of communication for yeah. Mississippi Baptist. So sure. thank, you. thank you guys, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the Lord is going to use this. Um, to your question, um, our... Statement of mission uh, at the Mississippi Baptist Convention Board is very simple. Uh, We exist to assist churches in making disciples in Mississippi and around the world. And there really are two key components to that. Uh, Component number one is we assist churches. 
we're not the church. Mm. I think the temptation of any organization like the Mississippi Baptist Convention is to operate like a church. Yeah. I understand that's not the case because I was a local church pastor for 30-plus years. Mm -hmm. So we are here to assist the local church. We believe in local churches as being the mechanism God's chosen to fulfill the Great Commission. But our effort in assisting the churches is to help them make disciples. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not interested in maintaining status quo uh, or simply treading water. We, we want to see churches make disciples, and we want to come alongside of them and help them in doing so. And... Um, we, we have developed some, um, some strategic initiatives for doing mm -hmm. that. We're calling it Impact Mississippi. And uh, just run through these real quickly. Uh, people are going to hear more about them uh, in the weeks and months to come. But uh, Impact, uh, we're using as an acrostic. Uh, I, for the word intentional, we must be intentional. We can't just be attractional in our ministries anymore. M for multicultural. Uh, we need to reach the entire state of Mississippi, mm -hmm. and as as a collective group, uh, that's our focus. P stands for people orientation. Rather than program orientation, rather than being institutional, we really want to follow the example of Christ and focus on people mm -hmm. and building relationships. A for apologetics. Our evangelism, I don't think, can just be rote any longer. I mm -hmm. think that we not only have to tell people what we believe, but why we believe what we believe. Yeah. C for cooperation, that's hallmark mm -hmm. of Baptist mm -hmm. existence. We believe in working together. And T, if we get everything else wrong uh, or everything else right and this wrong, we've missed the whole boat. T stands for truth. Yeah. I want to be very clear about this. I believe the truth is the Word of God. Mm -hmm. It Amen. is the Word mm -hmm. that was incarnate. It was. It is the Word that is recorded. Mm -hmm. So that really, I guess, is a summary statement of mm -hmm. uh, who we are, where we're headed. That sounds good. So there's a lot to unpack there. We'll, we'll unpack more of that, if you will, throughout this podcast and the episodes ahead. Yeah. And uh, But I'm curious to go ahead and jump to it, if, if you're okay with this. What are you hearing from pastors? Can we jump into that question? Uh, I know, okay, we're coming up on two years. Are we correct? Two years in your, in your role? Uh, yes, in fact. <laughs> in fact. So um, would you mind sharing with us kind of as you travel around? I know you tr you're traveling a lot. What are you hearing right now from pastors? Well, today mm -hmm. and this month, what I'm hearing is this, that, uh, that COVID is uh, obviously having a lasting impact on our churches. Yeah. It has impacted our churches. I don't think anybody would argue with that. But uh, but some of the impact seems to be lasting in terms mm -hmm. of attendance. Mm -hmm. uh, almost everywhere I go, pastors share that um, their their attendance is good, but there's still a contingency of uh, of their membership that hasn't come back, yeah. and they're not optimistic that they're going to anytime soon. So it appears that there's going to be a lasting impact on um, mm -hmm. on attendance. But in spite of that. I hear from pastors that their ministries are going well. Mm. They have adapted to the changing circumstances. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, they've started things they weren't doing before. Mm -hmm. In some cases, they've quit doing things they were doing before that probably yeah. needed to be deleted <laughs> yeah, sure. or updated in yeah. some way. So I think churches have adapted well, and uh, the spirit seems to be good. Uh, of course, I hear this from most of our churches because um, – the cooperative program is is a big part of what we mm -hmm. do. Um, 
in spite of the impact on attendance, contributions in churches mm. yeah. has remained steady and in many cases even mm-hmm. increased. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those enigmas that I yeah. think you know we'll be unpacking for uh, some years to come. Sure. I'll tell you one other interesting thing that I have heard from um, a significant percentage of pastors that I have um, visited, and that is that they have experienced an above-average um, level of visitors in attendance to their services. Hmm. That may seem like an insignificant reality, mm. but I think it's very significant. Sure, yeah. I, I don't know what to make of it exactly, right, right. except maybe people are a little more open to spiritual things yeah. than they were mm. before. Maybe it's just the Lord's blessing of faithfulness. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe both. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, that's, that's an interesting statement that I hear a good bit from yeah. pastors. You know, it does seem whenever tragedy hits, regardless of what it is, uh, you know that that it, that the world begins to look and consider those spiritual things. You know, and here we have something we thought we were going to be through in six months, right? As now, yeah. here we are, twenty-four months, almost still dealing with it. And you wonder if if uh, part of the beauty of COVID is not going to be some some uh, you know ungodly people beginning to consider godly things. Mm-hmm. Right? What an opportunity. Well, I think it. I think it's helped to purify the church um, mm. in many ways, and uh, and I do think that it's a reminder that in spite of everything that uh, we may be experiencing, the Holy Spirit is still at work. Yeah, absolutely. And the ministry of the gospel is as powerful and radiant now as yeah. it has ever been before. And yeah, so that's sure. that's an encouraging word. You know, one of the things that I, I Dwayne and I, Dwayne Parker and I, have talked about this a good bit because uh, churches that I'm in. They're disheartened because of their attendance. Like you said, hey, attendance is not is not what it was, you know, uh, and and just trying to begin to think about that a different way, like what you just said. You know, I mean, if if your attendance is not what it was, and yet God's still allowing you the opportunity to do everything you were doing, and even some you're saying more than what they were doing pre-COVID, mm-hmm. uh, you know, focus on that, right? Change your focus. Are you seeing though that pastors are allowing? What what I think I would too if I were in a local church, this to kind of discourage them. And yeah, I, I do pick up on that. You know, pastors um, they at least in my conversations with them they they try to put on a good face yeah, and yeah. Uh, they yeah. always try to be optimistic and positive and and I appreciate that. Yeah, I would sure. be much the same way. Sure. But I do sense that there is um, a growing level of fatigue and. And discouragement uh, because of of some of the factors that we've already mentioned. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important for us here at the Baptist Building mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that we do everything we can to encourage those pastors yeah. and to lift yeah. them up and pray for them because it's at the end of the day is spiritual battle, That's right. and okay. they need all of the spiritual support from us that they can possibly get. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And in the midst of all this. I, you know, talking to Brother Ken Hester, who was president of the convention mm-hmm. this past through, through the last couple of years. You know, <laughs> when it came to convention in October, that was just a huge milestone to come back together. And mm-hmm. talking to him, you know, the joy in his heart when it came that day yeah, right. to see the room filled, and it was filled pretty mm-hmm. well, six hundred ninety-eight messengers. That was your first convention in person. You know, the the real thing. So, how do you feel? After the convention, what, what's your takeaway? Well, I would say uh, the overwhelming uh, sense that I, I had at the conclusion of it was relief uh, <laughs> that it was over because you, you have to keep in mind that I had been anticipating this for two years. <laughs> right, right. And uh, had 
had been working on a message for two years. That's far too long for any minister to work on a, a message yeah. to share with anybody. Mm-hmm. But on a more serious note, um, I, I think I walked away from it with a deep appreciation. Mm. A deep appreciation for all of the hard work and um, teamwork that mm. goes into planning and coordinating and pulling yeah. off yeah. a meeting of that sort uh, from the work of the Order of Business Committee months in mm-hmm. advance uh, to the leadership of Dr. Ken Hester, mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned a moment ago, and the other officers in moderating the meeting itself. It's just really phenomenal. I, I also walked away deeply encouraged by the sense of harmony and fellowship mm-hmm. that I see in the state of Mississippi. I, as, a, as a pastor here for almost two decades, I always had a great appreciation for the level of fellowship and yeah. harmony in Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think it was on it was on display in in exemplary fashion mm-hmm. at this year's convention, and uh, so I I walked away with that. I, at the same time, I walked away challenged to really develop more of a laser focus on the mission mm-hmm. to help build mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, the secret of cooperation, which is our hallmark is trust, and yeah. if we can't trust each other, then we're going to struggle. So, uh, you know, I want to continue to build trust and, and um, celebrate those expressions of God's grace and blessing that uh, mm-hmm. He has so abundantly poured out on Mississippi. Yeah, you know, I think back to talking about the celebration thing, three years ago, I guess it was, at the convention Every BSU director stood on the stage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and it's just this picture of all of these BSU directors that we that we could say are missionaries that cooperatively we send out on the field yeah. to our college campuses. This past year, uh, the Baptist Children's Village, uh, mm-hmm. we had an opportunity to uh, to to commission missionaries inside the homes of the Baptist Children's Village. To me, the convention is always a reminder that. Uh, that what we do is bigger than we know, right? That, I mean, our, our footprint, right. our fingerprint on the state of Mississippi for any pastor, even mm-hmm. those of us that work in this building, is is larger than we know. It touches more people than we know, and it's always encouraging to me as That's a pastor a and as a convention employee. It's mm-hmm. encouraging to me to know it's not work I'm doing. It's not work you're doing, right? That's right. I mean, yeah. it's the work Absolutely. of Mississippi Baptists Absolutely. that are that are doing some amazing things in our state and. To be able to celebrate those is always a highlight uh, in my book. You know, and I'll say I I pastored um, for 17 years before moving into this position. I was involved in convention life mm-hmm. uh, in leadership positions through the course of those years. I learned something new about the ministry of Mississippi Baptist <laughs> yeah. every single day. Right. And it's so refreshing and so wonderful. And, and yeah, I, I really want uh, every local pastor to be able to know the impact mm-hmm. that their church is having when they give to the cooperative program yep. and partner together in this work. Yeah, it's huge and yeah. beautiful. I it mean, is. it is. Mm-hmm. It is just a, it's an amazing thing. The convention helps us celebrate that. Yeah. That's right. And it was my first convention, too, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot of things, which is great. Yeah. And not just the logistics, but more than anything was the joy of seeing everybody together, seeing right. faces mm-hmm. from all across the state. Yeah. I thoroughly took away that as well, so yeah. I, I appreciate that opportunity. It really is a family reunion. It I mean, is, right? I think yeah. that's an yeah. apt description of yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I felt it, for sure, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll go on to a question we have here, and uh, we'll have a few minutes to wrap up after that. But 
I mentioned a minute ago, two years in, uh, is it February? I think that would be the two-year uh, mark. I think actually my first day officially was January the 12th. So we t- oh, really are. already passed it. Well, yeah. no. Today, today is the 6th. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, John, uh, I'm John trying to, is. Uh, I'm trying to rush yeah, the year he's, up. He's a so visionary. He's in a hurry. <laughs> he's a visionary. <laughs> so January 12th was your first day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two years essentially now. What are, what have you seen? I, I know the storyline is what we've already already talked about with COVID uh, impacting a lot of things, but I don't want I don't want to focus too much on the negative there of, of what we've seen there. But what what are some things maybe that have encouraged you or you've just picked up on in your two years? I, I'm leaving that kind of open ended there for you to take, mm-hmm. but um, how how would you feel to respond with that? Well, we have uh, just under 2,100 churches in Mississippi, and and. Mm-hmm. Um, in no way have I been in the majority of those churches. I've been in a lot of them. Um, we also have um, a number of associations. I've been in many of those, and no two of them are the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are all different. But this is what has encouraged me so much. We have some outstanding churches in Mississippi, mm-hmm. some That's right. excellent associations of churches in Mississippi who are doing all kinds of things to reach people, to glorify God, to make mm-hmm. disciples. I have not been in a church yet where I walked away saying to myself, well, they really could have done a better job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe I had a low expectation, but yeah. I sort of thought that might be the case okay. some. But I walk away every week saying mm-hmm. that is a great church. They're mm-hmm. focused on the right things. Their fellowship is strong. Um, there, there's a sense of love and joy there that you yeah. would expect. So I, I, I would say that's been the most overarching sense that I've had. Um, I think another another reality that I've I've come to appreciate even more is really what what we've already alluded to, and that is the the spirit of cooperation in Mississippi is very strong, mm-hmm. and um, the fellowship is great. And that's not to say that we don't have some discussions right. that may reflect different opinions. It doesn't mean that everybody's in complete agreement, but the level of respect and trust in Mississippi is healthy. Mm-hmm. There's an etiquette and a mm-hmm. gentlemanliness and ladylikeness in Mississippi that I think really contributes to the work of, of yeah. the church. I, I've seen that on display in wonderful fashion. But another, another thing that I've seen is we, you know, Mississippi has a lot of. Um, a lot of older pastors that are seasoned, mature, uh, excellent in every way. But the thing that has been very refreshing to me is to see that we have a lot of young pastors. Yeah. And the baton, I think, is being passed to them. And they are astute and articulate and visionary and focused on Christ mm-hmm. and deep in the Word. And... Um, and and they're becoming invested in um, in what's going on in the Mississippi Baptist yeah. Convention. Yeah. I think more by the day, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm really encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah, I, that. I, I would echo that. You know, my experience. I've only been here a year, but um, you know, you have this idea of of what of what the great church looks like, and I had a preconceived idea of what the great church looked like in Mississippi. The great church is down a rural road. <laughs> that you've never been down mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. and you pull in there and you think well you know what's going to what's going to show up here but you get there 
and it is filled with people who love Jesus. Absolutely. With a pastor mm-hmm. who is faithfully declaring the gospel of Jesus. And it's so encouraging to me. That is that has been really encouraging to me. There there are places I can testify where Google Maps has never been <laughs> in Mississippi. Okay. And I'm thankful to say that the Holy Spirit is there that's whether right. Google okay, is good. there or not. Yeah, uh, that's these, and these are the places where some of our greatest churches it is. exist. It's yeah. happening. I mean, they're winning their communities, yeah. you know, and yeah. so uh, yeah. it's a tremendous experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to talk to a bivocational pastor a couple months ago and just to hear his heart. Mm-hmm. First of all, how busy he is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is a whole category of pastor. I'll be honest. I've grown up in the Southern Baptist Church my whole life. I haven't spent much time interacting with. Right. I've known about bo- by vocational. But, man, that's a whole new world. And like you said, there's a lot of great bivocational pastors out there. Well, I know this this uh, this is probably uh, a topic for another discussion and, and maybe outside the mm-hmm. parameters of, of a question that you asked. But, uh, but I really have come to... Um, Understand that bivocational ministry is probably the wave of the future for the mm. for for ministry and for the local church, and um, you know we have a lot of bivocational ministers in Mississippi, yeah. and I think that that's going to grow. It needs to grow, and it needs to be a little more intentional. I think, yeah. mm-hmm. and we need to be more intentional in helping to develop and support those bivocational ministers. So they they really are, in my opinion, heroes of the of the church. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. It's been a good time. I don't have any more questions. Do you have any more questions or any final passing thoughts, Dr. Parker? Well, you know, 2021 ended up being a great year. Um, I hope that everyone has seen some of the uh, statistical reports that, uh, mm-hmm. Tanner, you you helped get out. And, um, um, and I'm expecting that 2022 is going to be an even greater year. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. And uh, obviously, if there's anything I can do for any of our churches or any of our pastors personally, I, I want to. All you need to do is give me a call, and yeah. uh, if I if I can help in any way, that's what I want to do. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting us have a seat at the table with you today. No. <laughs> it's been great. So any, any final thoughts, passing words, John, for you? No final thoughts. All right, appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with Dr. Lee mm-hmm. uh, talking about ministry and other strategies of Mississippi Baptist life. So thank you so much. And uh, as always, you can find the events at nbcb.org slash events that we talked about or more upcoming events. And you can reach out to us there. On You can find all of our staff emails on the staff page. So thank you so much. And until next week or two weeks, we'll see you next time.